This is Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Endong. So, you want to own a business? Let's start a conversation. And this conversation will begin the first part now in this episode. But it is going to take a number of parts, a number of other episodes. And so it would move into the second season of this podcast. So in January 2022, we will continue talking about starting, owning, operating a business successfully, particularly with reference to starting, owning, operating a business in Africa. It has become almost fashionable for people. They may be business leaders, They may actually be entrepreneurs, but most often they are politicians or people in government who tell young people, don't go looking for a job. Don't say when I get out of school, high school, university, that I want a job or someone should give me a job, or jobs should be created for me to be employed. They are telling these young people that they should go start their own businesses, that they should become entrepreneurs, that they should become business owners, that they should train themselves to own their own businesses. And especially in, in, in Africa, in Africa, where most of the people there are young people below the age of 21, most of them in most countries, if not all countries in Africa. And a lot of them are unemployed. Many, many of them have a very low level of education, below high school or secondary school level. And we have these people standing out there, politicians, religious leaders, social leaders of all types, standing out there and telling them, don't go looking for a job, start your own 
business. Create your own business. Do something for yourself. And so we need to explore what it takes to start a business, what it takes to sustain a business, what it takes to overcome failure when you or after you've started a business, because failure does come at some point or the other, and people must be able to overcome failure. And so we're going to treat a whole number of different topics within that overall banner of wanting to, to, to own your own business. And let's face it, you do your own research, and I believe you'll find that on the one hand, small businesses, small businesses form the bedrock for most economies in the world. Small businesses, they form the bedrock for all economies in the world, and certainly in the United States of America, it is the small businesses that are, that are numerous. There are more of them than the big businesses. And they tend to be the ones that give the young people the experience, the experience of getting up, knowing that you must go to work at a certain time, develop the discipline of staying at work and getting something done productively and also earning a paycheck, earning your own money to take care of you know, your, your own expenses, small businesses. But then what is the experience of small businesses in the world? And all manner of research, firms, organizations around the world have come up with, with some statistics and none of the statistics is, is really that positive. One of them is from Bloomberg. And Bloomberg says over 80% of, 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 of new businesses fail within the first 18 months. Let me say that again. The Bloomberg says over 80% of all new businesses fail within the first 18 months. And the other side of it is that eight out of 10 entrepreneurs, people who start new businesses fail within the first 18 months. Now, <laughs> If that many people, that high percentage of failure is what happens, then what are we telling our young people to go and do? To fail? To enter into enterprises that most often is going to lead to failure? What is it that we have out there to, to give them a buffer or to help them to get up when they fail?
What is there? What are we telling them? Are we saying that, oh, it's better to get, uh, to, to, to start a business than, than to, to find a job and hold a job? Um, what are we doing to, to the young people? And, and for me, from my own experience, it is the jobs that I got from the very beginning, from my graduation from college. It is those jobs that gave me the discipline that helped me to take a look around and to find opportunities to determine where my, my talent really lied. And also for me to, to find a little bit of a buffer, um, a little seed money or something stashed away, however small, that would help me in case what I started failed or hit a roadblock or had a problem. Because in my experience, those things, they, they, they do happen. And as I went along, I learned more, more that helped me to decide what to stay away from, what to be interested in. And I realized that the more you start a business that in an area that, that you like, that to do something that you want to do, that you like to do, the better the chances are for success. And so I would want to do more of what I like. And even if I stumbled along the way, because I, I like doing that thing or being in that line of business, then I would want to get up or find any solution that I, I could discover anywhere, find help in order to be able to get back and battle whatever it is that was in my way so I could move along, along the path to success. So rather than just standing somewhere and telling the young people with no experience with sometimes very little education and, and, and just saying that don't go looking for jobs because the jobs are not there. And so go and start your own business. There is the other side. And the other side that is that some of the same people say they want big businesses, bigger ones, so that those bigger ones can make a huge impact quickly and can provide jobs for, for the teeming youth around, especially in Africa, uh, so that they can compete and, and do big contracts, do huge things. Well, let's ask ourselves, how do those, those businesses be, become big? They, they, they got started somewhere. They got started somewhere, and they started as small businesses, small, small businesses. There's every reason, every good reason why some people like to say small is beautiful. Well, I don't think that, that, that you, you, you can remain 
small forever. And in certain industries, being small is a difficult thing. However, it is, it, it, small businesses are viable, can be viable, very profitable, and very, very manageable. So we, we don't throw and shouldn't throw small businesses away. And we shouldn't go along the path that says, if you don't have a certain amount of capital, don't come here. Don't do this. Don't do that. No. Your capital must be commensurate or must be consistent and can be consistent with the level or amount or volume of business that you do. So that if you have small capital, you can also do small business and you can do that small business successfully. And as you, 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 become, you make profit, your capital grows and with it, if you manage it well, your business will also grow. You'll get more customers. You'll make more revenue. And if you manage it well again, well, you make more profits. And, and the cycle, uh, it, it, will, it will continue. And the trend will go up. And that's how it works. That's how it works. And some people think that, oh, you, you, people are in business because they have money. It is not true. Many people go into business to make money, to find money. And, and businesses aren't started always with the money in your own pocket. So this thing about, oh, um, he, he, he got money from other people or he used other people's money to start the business. And, and so it is wrong. It is not wrong. Ask everybody. I don't want to mention names, especially when it comes to the African context or maybe even the Ghanaian context. Don't want to mention names. But many people have started businesses and have become successful. And later on, they'll tell you, oh, I started the business with 1,000 Ghana cities or $1,000 or $25,000 or 100,000 Ghana cities. Well, if you started a business with that small amount of money, how did you grow to become a multi-million CD business? It means that you had customers. The customers gave you money. And, and you, you manage the customers' funds that they give to you, whether you were selling rice and beans uh, or you're, you were selling cocoa by the roadside or you opened a small store or you were a microfinance company, you, you got money from those who came to do business with you, those who bought your produce, those who bought your service, if you were a consultant, for example, or a lawyer, for example, and you use that money, you managed it judiciously in order to grow, in order to grow. So you didn't go and find monies from your pocket 
every year in order to grow the business. So this notion of using customers' funds, um, every business has customers. If I have a hotel, if I have a hotel, um, and indeed I do have a hotel, and the hotel started with 16 rooms, and from the 16 rooms, now it, 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 it has, if you take individual rooms, more than 100 rooms. How did that happen? Well, the money that we earned from the first rooms that we, we built, we made sure that these monies, which weren't coming from our pockets, but coming from our customers, that we manage the business well enough to have a surplus. And as we were getting these, these revenue, we would put some aside to say that every year we should add a room or two or three. And step by step, year on, year on, after 25 years, that it has grown to become a bigger hotel. So somebody will go to the Coconut Grove Beach Resort in Elmina. They take a look at what is there now. And they'll say, well, how did he do it? Where did he find the money to build a hotel like this or a resort like this? Well, it didn't happen like that. And indeed, many of the people that we went to at the beginning, when we had the concept, when we had the idea, said, well, your idea is too small for us, so we can't finance it. Then others said it was too big for us, so we can't finance it. Or you don't have experience in this industry, so how can we risk our money on you? So we had to find money from somewhere you know, to start with. So we built what we could. And as we went along, as our customers gave us money, those we attracted, then we built on, we built on the foundation. So small in that respect was good. We did the business according to our size. We built it according to our pocket, the size of our pocket, the volume and the amount of money in our pocket. But then we managed it well enough in spite of difficulties that we encountered at the very beginning. So if you're in a hotel business, once again, you must learn to count everything every day, everything every day, not just the people who sleep in your rooms or eat in your, your restaurant, but also the knives, the forks, the glasses, the plates, the, the bed sheets, the pillowcases, everything must be accounted for every day. Otherwise, they grow legs and they run away from you. People take them. And the people may be your own employees, they may be your customers. So management is important. And understanding that management is a detailed thing, detailed operation thing, you count. You count, you continue to count, you report, you continue to report, you take stock every day. 
and you and 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 you watch your expenses every day. You watch your costs every day. And you make sure your people, your personnel, they are disciplined every day. So that how, that's that's how it works. So if you're going to start a business, if we're going to talk to our young people that they should start their own business, we must understand what it takes to not only start the business, but also what it takes to operate and build it and make it work successfully. Because most small businesses, most businesses, most of those businesses, they fail. They fail. So I also ask people to understand that if you see a business person, if you find a business person and they are, they are struggling, they are hustling, they are trying their best, um, honor them and understand them and indeed help them and make sure that, that you don't put anything in their way because it is tough. It is tough to, 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 to own your own business. So there is this thing that in some parts of the world, sometimes it's in Asia, sometimes it's in, in, in Africa, and particularly in the developing world. And definitely it has been in Ghana where people who go into business, you know, are, are looked upon suspiciously. You know, and there are some areas in the country where they say, we, we are not business people. You know, our people are not business people. We, we are office people. We sit in offices, we, we write things, we, we talk, we, we do things that, that have to do with pen and paper and talking and, and so on and so forth. But the people who are sweating around, going around, trying to put things in, in bottles, trying to you know, produce something, drinks, pharmaceuticals, you know, processed food and whatever else, they, they, sometimes they look upon them as the lower level of people. And, and, but they're suspicious people. Why is that? Why? We hurt ourselves, but then we turn around and go and buy, import, whether it's rice, sugar, beverages, whatever else, from other countries, from their entrepreneurs, from their business people, to, to eat, to drink, to use. In the same way, we find our own people who are in the financial institutions. They start small. They start small. And at some point, somebody comes along and says, well, no, 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 your capital is too low. Your capital is too low. And therefore, you must raise it. And this last time, the raising of the capital, it wasn't even like 25% or even 100%. It was a huge percentage. Don't want to get into that right now, maybe another time. But the point is that we should rather, we should rather take a look at the capital that our people have, even in the financial sector, and say, look, if your capital is 100,000 Ghana cities, we will supervise you and we'll make sure that you don't do business that exceeds the risk associated with your 100,000 city capital. If you have a million Ghana cities, 
that we will ensure that you don't do business beyond the risk associated with a million Ghana cities. And then if you have a hundred million Ghana cities, you know, so on and so forth, that it, it should be risk-based. That is, we make sure that if you have a bank and all your bank has is a hundred million Ghana cities or 50 million Ghana cities or 10 million Ghana cities, that you don't go taking deposits that exceed the level of risk associated with the amount of money you have. But we don't go and set a bar that says everybody must meet a certain minimum. What are we then doing to the small people who want to start businesses? What are we doing? Are we now going to go to those who produce soft drinks and say, if you want to be in the soft drink business or in the pharmaceutical business or in the sugar produ pr pr production business or rice production business, um, there's a, a, a minimum level that you can start from. Why? Why would we want to do that to ourselves? We should rather help the small ones and let them grow. Let them grow. So we will be talking about what entrepreneurship means. Who is an entrepreneur? What kinds of things do they have to do? Where do they find money to begin with? How and where can they find money to do business with? And indeed, we need to understand that businesses fail, that indeed most st business startups fail. And what should you do should you encounter failure? What should you do to even prevent failure in the first place? And then if you have some success, what should you do to continue being successful? And where are the normal things or what are the normal areas that you must look out for to ensure that you don't fall into a ditch or that you don't encounter the kinds of problems that will make it difficult for you to grow out of those kinds of difficulties. So we're going to explore all of those things. And then I'm going to talk to you about some of the people, not just in Africa, but actually globally. So we can all understand that it's not only African businesses that fail, but globally. You know, how do they, how do they, how did they fail? And for those who overcame their failure, what did they do to get out of it? So we'll talk about some of the people that many folks know, like the Microsoft man. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about how Bill Gates failed and how he became successful. Well, many people know Oprah Winfrey. Did you know that she failed before? She became successful? The people in, in England, they know a few people um, who were in business, failed, and then became successful. 
And we have such experiences in, in, in Africa as well. That many people that we know to be successful today have encountered failure. So I'll give you some examples. And then I will also give you some examples of some of those who started and did some things and their businesses were collapsed and they never came back up. And we will find what happened to those people and why didn't their businesses come back up. So you want to own your own business? Let me leave you with something that I tell people, many people who say they want to be in business. Well, I do tell them that if you're working today and you're working, you're, an empl you're employed by someone. And if you want to own your own business, but you are being indisciplined, let me be, even be clearer than that, that you steal from your employer you steal time, you steal money, you steal raw materials, whatever it is. Don't think that that habit that you're forming, that when you get an opportunity to start your own business, you're going to leave the habit behind. Quite often, they take the same behavior, the same habit to their own businesses and the businesses fail. It's like my what my grandmother used to say. She says, my father's penny, let me take it. My mother's penny, let me take it. My grandmother's penny, let me take it. And when you grow up, don't be surprised that children will be following you with a handcuff on your hands and the police taking you away. Because whatever you start, and becomes a habit, it becomes difficult to leave behind. So you want to own your own business, you want to start by protecting and helping whoever has employed you to succeed. So you learn good habits and the discipline that you accumulate and that you use to help someone else, it's the same discipline that is going to help you to make your own business succeed. So this is where I'm going to leave it. And we're going to start in the new year, 2022. Talking about a series, a series of what makes an entrepreneur, what entrepreneurship means. What does it take to own your own business? What does it take to be, to fail and to come out of failure, to become successful? So we're going to do that. And in the spirit of the season that we're in, I want to wish each and every one of you happy holidays. Whatever your religious inclination may be, happy holidays. Wherever you are in the world, enjoy the season and its many, many blessings. End the year well in good health, good company. Be safe and take stock so that in the new year, 2020, you will become even healthier, happier, 
and more, more and more successful and very, very prosperous. And thank you for listening to my podcasts in its very first season, 2021. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh Matters. You can listen to all the other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. God bless you. This has been Fresh Matters and I am Papa Kwesi Endome.